Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to the NXT review. We are the Dudley Boys of What Culture. I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by Michael Hamplet and Michael Sidrick to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, mm. where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT, but. Oh! <laughs> Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, <laughs> and a round of the week complete. Of the Mega Quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Havlet and Sidgwick to review last night's, well, first night of Halloween. <laughs> Woo! What's that I can smell? I think it's HBK cooking. Yeah. Uh, I got into this business for that noise-making thing that you do when we talk about Halloween Havoc. I got into watching this business for nights like last night. What a show. What a f***ing show. Like, I loved it. I absolutely loved this. There was some three-star wrestling and some ten-star bullshit. I couldn't get enough of it. Like, yesterday on the preview, like, we were talking about like how NXT does a good job with Halloween in general. It's got this weird affection with it. The wrestlers, probably because they're such caricatures in the first place, have no problem just yeah. dressing up as something else. It's maybe why they fit better than like cosplaying wrestlers on Raw, SmackDown, or whatever. There is something about... I don't even like Halloween that much myself. Mm. And yet there's something about how NXT interacts with it. And they say, you know what? You're not so bad, Halloween. Like, maybe I can get on board with you after all. So basically you're saying, uh, Halloween. Hey, 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 hey. You are right. You are when NXT presents you. And I can't wait for night two. There's two of them. It's like oh. WrestleMania come early. WrestleMania in October. <laughs> Halloween in January. Like, I love it. Can't get enough. Remember when they tried to spin that in late 2017 when it was Cena versus Roman and Brock versus Braun? Yes. yes. And it's, like, it's like WrestleMania's come early, guys. For no mercy. <laughs> With apologies to Michael Cole. I'll never apologize. This is, this is it. Uh, this is stupid fun. <laughs> this is like a lot of fun. I thought some of the wrestling was really strong in certain areas. You had like a jump. That's mm. always fun to look at. Um, I like the thing about uh, the thing about um. Oh, sorry. That's broke now. Thank God it's fixed. <laughs> it's that when they do plunder matches, there's the different weapons, and they're like recreative with how they do. That. Honestly, it was just stupid bollocks fun. I watched it. and I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> NXT is not. It's a, it's a very long way away from hipster wrestling. Right, but there was something specific in the Devil's Playground that occurred to me like, this isn't for everyone. 
Like, WWE have made a product that is categorically not for everybody, whereas the market leader, they try and make their stuff broad enough for every wrestling fan to get something out of. I was watching, like, there was multiple times during the NXT where I was like, this is, uh, this is for the fans. This is for the hardcores. It just made me feel good. You know, there was a, a legendary title run cut short on this show. Uh, and it was the main event as well that we'll get to. And yet, despite all that, despite what happened in that, and despite how that may or may not, I've, I've spoken to him. He's he's not in a great place, obviously. But I said he's he's a professional. Mm-hmm. And he said he's still going to show up uh, a little bit later on. Who's this? Our good friend, one half of the former now tag team champions, Dex. Oh, sorry, you useless twat. Um, <laughs> you know our voices, guy. Uh, are you a New Year's Day guy, though? What did you make of Vampire uh, in the show? Horrendous. <laughs> Just <laughs> awful. But The worst part of the show. Yeah, the worst part of the show, but as a result, goaded. Like, <laughs> they were, I mean, they're not, again, talk about like, NXT not being for people, this band are not for me, and they never will be, but they certainly like what they do. Uh, and it's, NXT is so dumb, and if this band were a band I actually liked, they'd be like, well, what are you doing here? <laughs> Just go and do a gig somewhere. Or like, Vampire's. That's the song, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It fit. Yes. It's the nicest thing I will say. <laughs> uh, so Scarlett and Shotzi, of course, are hosts. They're dressed as uh, Pinhead from Hellraiser and I believe Marie Antoinette to start the show. Uh, and they don't want to keep us waiting. Oh, we might lose our heads. <laughs> uh, so we get straight, <laughs> straight into the first match. It is the Devil's Playground match, complete with a bloody slide. And I mean that with literally, there was blood all over the slide in a swing set. Unbelievable. Why was there blood on the slide? Uh, it was Roxanne. So the implication, look on. The implication of there being blood on a toy slide yeah. is that a child has tragically yes. had yeah. a like horrific accident. Yeah. But also, spooky swings that you, yes. had, to, that you had to duck under. Yeah. Brilliant. That's class. It's so good. Yeah. Wrestling's back. <laughs> it was Roxanne Perez versus Keanu James. <laughs> Roxanne Perez came out as Freddy Krueger as well. Uh, as a jump start, they go to the floor. Uh, there was a sunset flip off the steps onto the floor by uh, Perez for a near fall. And then Keanu cut, Rax- cut Roxanne off with a laptop shot uh, and takes control to take us to picture in picture. When we come back, they just get involved with all the weapons. There was like a chain, but it was so small, it looked like paper clips linked <laughs> together. And It's a business and chain. Was it Keanu James who had that massive yes. welt on yes. it? Yes, hematoma it looked uh, like. Uh, there was, um, yeah, the garbage can was used. There was this, the swing set. She just swung the swing into a, uh, a slide. How did we not think of a seesaw, guys, on our preview yesterday? Do you know as well? Like, because I'll tell you why. Because a seesaw looks way too cumbersome. Like, it's like a... Double size hacksaw Jim Duggan two by four, like one of our seesaws. But this with the like a metal pipe with two seats, sort mm. of ideal. Yeah, like it looks a bit like an oar. And I thought a heavy old oar you could use as a weapon. It's more interesting, kendo stick. Yes. And then they, I think they broke off a bit of the picket fence as well. That was great. That was good. Mm. Uh, Horikana off the barric- barricades countered. There's a power bomb that sends Perez into the trash can for a two count. Um, yeah, James Twatso with the seesaw. They fight. Um, Perez gets knocked down. Um, but she recovers enough to get, grab Keanu James's bag, shot to the face, and she hits Pop Rocks onto the loaded purse for the one, two, three. Post-match, they empty the bag and a crushed brick falls out. <laughs> it's a brick. I love this, man. Like, there was just... It was relentless. To be fair to them, it was relentless. So Keanu James comes in swinging that bag, and they don't stop. 
There's no resting. There's no like, right, I've got you where I want you. Now I'm going to pull like exaggerated facials. It was just on to the next thing, on to the next thing. Yeah, probably, minimal selling, but that's not what you watch a devil's playground match yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. And they probably were told, well, listen, um, have fun out there, but we've got 15 more matches, so you better get on with it. Yeah. So they just went for it. Yeah, there was just no room to stop and breathe and think, and it was all the better for it. It's kind of been a, a dumb few this, and they didn't try in contrast to the lights out match later on, they didn't try to make this feel any more serious than it needed to be. It was pretty funny. Like the choice of weapons, the bloody slide looked daft. But then when they're doing the tease, it reminds me of, you know, when Kurt Angle would always tease the German to the floor and not deliver. When they were teasing those first Germans to the slide, I'm going, oh my God, they're going to go through the slide. And then they allowed you to forget a bit. And it was like, did, oh, check, yeah. check off bloody slide. It was it was brilliant. Was that a Russian leg sweep on the slide? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my get. Oh, my God. It broke and it's all the way up. It's broken, bent. Gnarly. Yeah, not really. And then the bag of bricks was so funny. Got <laughs> <laughs> bricks, guys. Also, I like the fact that it was it just a pop rocks, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. They used. And oh, there might have been a bag shot as well. I was like, one shot and then she pop rocks. If you're building it. houses out of that, I'd be a little bit concerned. Are you questioning the, the ethics of Count James' business? Yeah. A little backflip off the thing as well. Yeah. Great stuff. Loved it. Just stupid. Really stupid, but it was all action. Didn't get the chance to get bored. Didn't really get the chance to get emotionally invested, but it's NXT. No, definitely not. But it's NXT, <laughs> so, you know. How many women's matches? Women main evented. Women opened the show. It was like, like two? Five, five maybe? Five. Yeah. Basically, it was a month and a half's worth of dynamite <laughs> women's matches <laughs> on NXT last night. And even then, not really, because most of them had, like, angles going into them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, then uh, Vic Joseph. Oh, teachable moment! Teachable moment! Has a sit-down interview with Carmelo Hayes, and he just straight out asks him whether or not he attacked Trick Williams last week, and he's like, what is this? An interrogation or an interview? He says, sounds like everyone's assuming I'm guilty. That's crazy. Um, and Vic says, all right, well, let's talk instead about, you know, your match against Ilya for the title next week. Now you're the challenger. Um, Melo says, I have to ask myself how to beat Ilya. It's an emotional question. It's about motivation. It's not just about the title. It's about being him. Uh, if I put all in all this work and got all these achievements just to be second best. He says, look, next week, there's no what ifs. There's no trick. There's no anything else. And Vic's like, why do you keep banging on about trick, mate? He says, do you think you'd have been number one contender if uh, Trick Williams had been in the, uh, in, in the four-way? And Melo pauses and takes off his sunglasses and says, absolutely. Uh, when the gloves are off, I do what I have to do. And he says, this one's for Trick. Justice for Trick. And he storms off whilst Vic still wants to ask him more questions. Yes. This plus the interaction with um, the evil twins from The Shining mm -hmm. later on where I really enjoyed this because it was nice for Melo. He's clearly got something to sink his teeth into. And obviously, they're you know, steering you in one direction. But I think it's the best his character has been in months because it doesn't feel like he's just repeating the same stuff yes. and he's no longer this bland baby face he's got uh, with the belt he's got something to fight for but now everybody thinks he's beating up his best mate so he's kind of having to push back on that as well now this week NXT going so hard on this well you did it Melo you did it the characters in this universe think you did it so like us thinking it now is almost secondary to that yeah. your own colleagues think you did it I saw a tweet on this this morning and we always forget who did this, so I specifically asked if you could write it down for me. Uh, Derek Clark, at Mr. Clarkerfella. Fantastic take, right? Follow him and check out this take. A thing that we've been taking the piss out of on this podcast for weeks might have a direct, direct impact on this story. So remember Wesley doing the old... Uh, Grumpy I'm off, Wesley. Guys. 
Oh, I've got. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll see you later. I, well, I guess I'm going then. I guess I'm going then. He's doing that behind uh, Mellow and Trick before Trick's won the North American title. Before any of this stuff, saying, "Look, we're going to be mates forever. Nothing's going to get in the way. We're both going to rise up to the top together." Like back when Mello was champion, it all seemed good, but there was a little bit of yeah, yeah individual ambition on yeah, Trick's part. You, you help me win, but I don't need you. Well, oh, yeah, I want to win titles too. And it's just Wesley pack it. Sad Wesley packing his bag, like, and he's kind of listening. He gives him a couple of glances, and then they just say, "Oh yeah, all right, Wes, whatever. See you later, Wes." And then they walk off, and he's just left still packing his bag. And Wesley is an unbelievable shout for the Trick Williams attacker. He was this guy that held the like he really cared about that North American title. He was screwed out of it, and he never really got a fair shot to get it back. Trick Williams all of a sudden just kind of like slides in. Gets it, gets it, takes opportunity, like earns it, looks great doing it, loses it, but then immediately is given the opportunity to jump into the like the top title division. So it's like, I had it for like two days and I did more with it than you did, Wesley. All you did was have class matches and then nobody cared when you left. Mm. Motive and uh, a genuine surprise and a cool heel turn. I think he's nailed it. I think well, that's that, the Derek, answer. Yeah. This is the sort of thing, if in fact... Right, I can't believe I'm saying this about <laughs> NXT. If, in fact, Wesley is revealed to be the attacker, like, not only have they foreshadowed this, they have justified this, they have hidden it in plain sight. I mean, we didn't get this, no. right? And we, we like we to think it. we're quite switched on, right? Between the foreshadowing, the motive, how it's all sort of, like, the narrative is overlapped to make trick to make uh, Wesley feel all the more resentful of Trick, mm -hmm. like the way it's shaped multiple storylines which have woven in and out. That's AEW tier, what yeah. I expect of AEW tier, like narrative dexterity. Because we wondered aloud when he was coming yeah. back without thinking about how that would play out and never put these two things together. It's, I'd love this to be it now. I'd love it to be yeah. it. And it's a good way of Theoretically deft dovetailing storytelling from NXT. Theoretically. Potentially getting Wesley up into the big title picture yeah, as definitely. well. Um, right. Because Melo would want revenge, wouldn't he? If, if he hasn't done it and they're like, I'm really good at what happened to my mate and if I find the guy, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. There's your match. Uh, right. The metaphor are getting a tarot card reading from uh, Scarlett and Shotzi. Uh, they're going to be starting a great journey, but their joy will soon turn to intense grief. They're sort of a bit concerned by all this, and they distract themselves so much that Akira Tozawa can sneak in the background and steal the Heritage Cup. <laughs> Busy wife, Akira Tozawa, isn't he? Uh, all sorts of wacky things on Mondays and Tuesdays. This cup. Like, look, this cup this sucks. Bad stories and bad matches. Yes, <laughs> but you have to say, if this is a, what I think it's leading to next week with the Creeper House, yeah, uh, yeah. it means to an end. Like, if you're going to do it with anything... Maybe you don't have a stealing angle with your world title. You have it with the uh, little <laughs> Heritage Cup, and they take it to a creepy house. The metaphor, I've got to get got it back. so many games to play on next week's preview. Have we? Well, of the, the creepy house. Anything can happen <laughs> in a creepy house. Oh, the metaphor could be like Scooby-Doo and the gang, couldn't they? Yes. Like a mystery, a metaphor mystery machine. And then there's like a... a oh, my God. It hasn't happened yet. A reveal <laughs> thing at the end where it's like, it's all man, Akira Tozawa. But then you've got... what? Who's Akira Tozawa just to align himself with? Uh, Alpha Academy. They could do creepy stuff in the creepy house as well. Oh, that's actually really great. Imagine Otis is a ghost. <laughs> Imagine Otis is a ghost. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's not going like, it's going like, rather than going, woo. It's just making Otis noise. Okay. It's Indy Hall. That's Otis. It's in a sheet. <laughs> uh, right, we're going to talk about the, uh, well, the Imagine it's, it's gone. No. The, the former Brian Pillman Jr. Now, of course, Lexis King. He had his uh, in-ring debut here. Came out on a little throne. Uh, <laughs> Didn't he just get, like, 
Was it a throne with wheels? <laughs> it was a throne with wheels, and he was like, I'm the king, doesn't care about being the king. <laughs> and then he was supposed to get up in time with the music, and he missed it. Thank you. <laughs> he said... Uh, it's like the music went, come on! And then he was like, I'm already up now. <laughs> <laughs> come on! <laughs> he said, Brian Pilmy's de- dead, long live Lexus King. Uh, he's facing Dante Chen. Quite clever, that. Who, who uh... I get it. Got a little bit. Of, I thought this was going to be a really short squash match. Dante actually got in some. Yeah, decent probably should have been actually. <laughs> Dante got in some decent offense. He uh, fought back up after um, Lexus was controlling early on. Atomic drop, pump kick. But he spent too long posing. Got nailed with a um, super kick, and we got it wrong. We were guessing Lexus King's new finisher. It was the draping spinning neck breaker, sort of a, akin to Randy Orton's move, but with a spin to it, basically. And he says, "My way, my life." After the match. Well, you say we got it wrong. Yesterday on the preview, I said, look, remember how in WWE when they didn't trust any of the wrestlers and they'd give them all roll the dice? Like, what's the new version of that? There isn't one. They've just had him do a draping roll the dice instead. Actually, did (laughs) I say kingmaker neckbreaker? There you go. So we got it bang right between us. So basically, in the words of uh, Taz, Bingo! Make of uh, Lexus King's debut. Uh, Bit of cheeky in it. Looks great, doesn't he? Well, he decides... (laughs) Decides to come to the pig leagues and decides to get in shape and, yeah. like, it looks, like, really cut. So, congratulations to him, I guess, for that. The timing is quite funny. It is. It's quite funny. Congratulations to uh, Lexus King. You have now ascended to the level of half-decent, quite sharp, work-rate guy who didn't blow me away. Mm. Which means that you are the most improved wrestler of 2023. <laughs> because, my God, an AW is just... I'm going to do a retro 90s flyer style. Why? <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> no, he's, uh, he's got himself in decent nick. Pillman Jr. had this spot in the Malachi Black match, and we weren't sure if it was a shoot botch or like a corrupted botch. Aye. Because yeah. Pac had done it? And he'd been Pack had done it when he'd been corrupted. Well, it was like a vision thing as well, wasn't it? His eye was thing, corrupted, yeah. so he couldn't properly see. He didn't have the depth perception. To pull off a springboard. Just remember. And I don't think uh, Brian Pimmel Jr.'s got perception full stop. <laughs> so, <Old death. laughs> yeah, true. Is, it, um, is that sorry. around the same storyline? Yeah, where he was. Was he meant to miss Brian Pimmel Jr.? And it basically just went in the air and went slightly off. No, he's meant to miss Julia Hart. That was it. Sorry, yeah. couldn't decide whether he should sell it or not. <laughs> oh, it's, it's solving my general area. <laughs> vaguely near me. Aye. Uh, this was uh, a creditable performance, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Chase, you were warming up backstage ahead of their tag title match. Uh, they thank Thea and JC for being in their corner, and Thea's a little bit throwing a bit of shade around, saying like, hmm, "Don't worry, I won't throw in the towel." Uh, and then here comes Tony D and Stax, who say, oh, "Couldn't ask for better opponents." Ah, oh, yes, terrible, awful Stax voice. Uh, Duke's not sure to what to make of that, but Andre Chess says, "Don't worry about it." More on that later. They put them at the top of the hour. Obviously, they did put your big stars at the top of the hour. Um, <laughs> Semi-finals of the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament. It was Ariana Grace versus Kalani Jordan. At the moment they mentioned in commentary, because I completely forgot about this, that Kalani was in last year's tournament but had to leave through injury. I'd forgotten that. I went, oh, cool, so she's making the final. But I, I enjoyed this match. I really like the Ariana uh, Grace character of, like, kiss my hand to stop the match, and no one ever does it, obviously. Um... Grace gets sent out to the floor early on. We go to a break. We come back. Uh, Jordan grabs a suplex but gets caught with a swinging neck breaker. Uh, Jordan gets sent to the apron um, but comes back in with a sunset flip. Um, she comes back uh, with a clothesline as well. The flipping leg drop gives, I thought that looked good, with uh, Kalani Jordan gets a two count. Uh, Grace sends her throat first into the top rope, but she gets knocked off the top, and Jordan's split-legged moonsault sends her through to the final. 
thought this was pretty good, you know, yeah. like the, I expected so much more, not that we didn't get it, but like I knew the other side, the other side of the bracket was where the potentially like really great match was. Um, not really great. I was just, as, as I heard myself yeah. say really great, I was like, Sid is going to pick me up on that and he's right. Yes. Yes. We, we could always go to the nth degree, don't yeah. we? I hate this. Actually, I'm, I'm just... Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, there was always going to be a good side of the bracket. YouTube brain. <laughs> and then, like, Gary Lineker. Like, maybe. <laughs> like, this... I didn't give this much of a chance, to be honest. Um, but they've both sort of impressed me over the course mm. of this tournament. Like, this NXT... Is it, is it not a developmental? will never be quite right because you're only ever one match away from something that will be chasing critical acclaim or wrestlers that are years beyond even needing a system like this. But as a result, like, if you measure expectations accurately, I think you get a bit more fun out of these. I genuinely quite enjoyed this. And Kalani in particular is so much better. I don't mean, it always feels like we're burying Dana Brooke and I don't mean to. It feels like she's so much better not playing the trainee. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, she was probably... Not that she was too good for that, but she just didn't particularly need to be cast in that light, and things have better since. I think you're overrating the match personally, but you know they're, they're incredibly new at this. Mm. It's one of those where it's like, I, don't know, I can't see anything. It's like they're breaking out. It's like you know reviewing my sixth form poetry. I wouldn't want anyone to do that. <sighs> I was just thinking how much I would love you to do that. If we ever get a Patreon, one of the tiers has got to be never kept it. We'll never kept it. Mm. Uh, I'll tell you where some of it was. Uh, I, some of the bumping and feeding here was horrendous. <laughs> but yeah, it's fine. I, thought, I loved the finish. I thought they, they looked yeah. great. Uh, tell you what else I loved. And what brilliant work yet again from uh, HBK. You know, the other week he said, oh, I can have another bit of Cody Rhodes actually after the big week where we take it on AEW. And in reality, it was just uh, Ilya saying, oh, Cody told me that Trick's in the match. How do you get people to tune in? You promised Von Wagner both nights. Right, we assumed it was going to be last night. The uh, Robert Stone, <laughs> Robert Stone versus Brian Breaker match, but it's actually next week. This week, though, we still get a bit of on because uh, we're at the uh, physical therapy facility. The bandage on Von Head, Von's head's got bigger. Yeah, yeah. So he's deteriorated. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to illustrate that he's racing through his recovery, but he's apparently made himself worse doing that. Yeah, he's uh, yeah he's on that. He's doing the. He can, it's because his brain's expanding. It's just his head getting bigger. Slowly, he's slowly trying to learn to walk again. Effectively, after having his head caved in by Bron Breaker, uh, and it's a bit uh, much. Von's like, it's a bit heavy, isn't "What it? the hell are you doing, Robert? <laughs> taking a match with Bron Breaker? Uh, do you have a death wish?" Robert Stone says, <laughs> "Look, Von, <Bob, huh? laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to get my ass goddamn kicked." <laughs> If I can get in a single punch or a single slap to avenge my friend, it'll be worth it. And oh, I can't believe I, I, I was. I mean, I was on the verge of tears for large parts of this show. But the moment, the moment Von says, "We are friends," and Robertson's like, "Of course, goddamn it, fine, we're friends." And uh, Von's got a friend. Von's got a mate. You honestly. got a friend in me. <laughs> You got it. Honestly, how does this work, man? I mean, it's absolute bobbins. It's poorly acted. <laughs> yeah, you show it to anyone else, they'll be like, What's what are you doing? <laughs> I, I'm just, like, inordinately affected by yeah. this. He's enchanting one, why don't he? He's charming me. Charmed me. <sighs> uh, yeah, he says, look, he can't be there next week. Like, yeah, it's absolutely... <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's face it. I mean, the guy is like, you know, relearning how to walk and not doing a very good job of this incredibly, like, imagine giving that to Von Wagner. I mean, away. It's like giving, you know, the most weighty, like, <laughs> historical Romanian war drama to, like, Jim Carrey. Or to him. <laughs> and saying, can you pull that off? I mean, it's it's so bad. And I hate that it gets, like, praise. Like, oh, you know, Shawn Michaels is cooking. Like, is he? Like, look, it's crap. You know, it's like, fundamentally crap, but I'm... I'm affected by it. You know, when you see that, like, very simple, like, keys to life, motivational sort of thing, when times are really hard, and they have been for Von Wagner lately, there's that, like, it's very, very basic, but it can be very helpful. It's just, just get up and just try and put one foot in front of the other. Like, because Von only deals in literal things, he's like, great. I will get up and I will put one foot in front of the other. What great advice. Yeah, you see, Therapists are not just for intercourse. Yeah. He's, uh, he's learning to walk again, but he's learning to love for the first time. So... A bit like the pain maker. Von Wagner, the pain maker. I bloody hope, I wish he was. <laughs> what was the pain maker stick again? Was it intergalactic or something? Intergalactic serial killer, but what if he could feel love? What if he fell in love? With the Spider-Man's Wagner... time's over. I've had enough Spider-Man. It's time for the pain maker. With the Von Wagner Appreciation Society. Yes, we With are. the VWAS. <laughs> yeah, VWAS in my mind. <laughs> he says... Uh... If it's in my mind, how small is it? So he says scalpel. <laughs> He says, I wish I could go out there I've next week. I've got the time on my mind because the surgeon left his watch in there. I wish I could go out there next week, but <laughs> I'm not ready. Uh, and uh, Robert Stone says, don't, don't worry, man. I got this. Next week's for you. Uh, and he leaves. And he does not have, in fact, got this. <laughs> no, he's going to get his, his ass handed to him. And but Von has redoubled his efforts to recover. You know, I, I'm not ruling out him showing up next week. Of course, it's going to be amazing. I don't think he is going to show up next week. Oh. He's going to, like Robert Stone, he's going to get his ass handed to him. And then Robert, it's Halloween. Stone's, Robert Stone's going to turn up in the same recovery unit that Von's in. and Von, It's going to flip, and Von's going to help him. You have done so much for me, let's help you. And like, but it's Halloween and Frankenstein. We've been through this <laughs> yeah, I, I know, yeah. multiple times. Yeah, they've worked out an a, a, a interesting new... Uh, technique to um, to help your recovery and it's electrocuting you. <laughs> yes. That's it. It's just, it's a doctor character with a switch. <laughs> it's going to happen. So I don't know why you... <laughs> What's it so weird? Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Right, uh, Scarlett and Shotzi are, uh, one of them uh, Edward Scissorhands now, and they're plugging their brilliant YouTube show that we previewed yesterday. Uh, previously, it's had uh, Drew McIntyre playing a piano in a creepy house. Uh, <laughs> <and> <laughs> now it's going to have the Unholy Union, uh, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Uh, I'll, I'll probably watch that. <laughs> doing something spooky on there. Uh, but here comes the Creed's Diamond Mine. I suppose technically Ivy Nile was with them. Uh, and they want they want uh, Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo, uh, but they want it with a little bit of extra spice. So they get Ivy Neal to spin the wheel and make the deal, and we get tables, ladders, and scares. I'll probably ruin. I'll probably kick ass. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, spinning around. I was like, it was you know, because they're all basically variations of no DQ matches, aren't they? But it was like, and I was like, it was like casket match. I was like, no, no, no. And then I completely forgot. And I was like, tables, ladders, and chairs. Wait a second. Table, ladders, and squares. I was like, yes, the oh, best. I hate you. It's the best. <laughs> like, this, is so, this is so my product, NXT. Like, what does Tony Khan have to do? Tony Khan at this point. Huns. <laughs> like, at this point, it's pathetic. Tony Khan has to dumb his product yeah. down for you to praise it. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> I did see coal miners' gloves, and I was imagining like you've got these two kick-ass acting having a ripper, and then like Julius Creed just has to climb a pole. There you go, <laughs> Julius yeah. Creed in a ladder. I kind of win. Preemptive, oh and I know God. I tell you off for pressing buttons when you just get ahead of yourself. Mm-hmm. Stop getting ahead of yourself. Preemptive. Oh my God. For Julius Creed in it. Oh my God, he's gonna do the. And Brutus Creed. Brutus does. Creed. Yeah, yeah. He's going to yeah. do the cannonball off the top of a ladder. Oh, my God. Oh, you better believe it. Like, it's going to be a new Edge Jeff Hardy spear because he's going to be doing it onto the thingy shoulders as well, like, for the big finishing sequence. They redefine oh the cage matches They're going to kick ass. 2021 AEW, I had to stop myself from being such a mark that I would fantasy book spots in the review and not save it for the preview because mm. I was at upper height about thinking about it. What's, what's happened to me? <laughs> You know what? Just like NXT, you leveled up. Um, you'll be pleased to know, by the way, this week, guys, I've been a professional. No, went, you haven't. I went to the toilet before this show. So I'm oh, absolutely right, okay. fine. I'm not going anywhere. Ah. Oh. Uh, especially not for this next bit. The Because uh, ta- the, the creeds are out there. <clears throat> Another reason why I thought we're going to retain. Because Tony D and Stacks come out and there's a moment between them. Here comes uh, the, the tag champs out first. And, Tony D and Stacks come out uh, for their tag team championship match against Chase Hughes, Andre Chase and Duke Hudson, accompanied, of course, by Thea Hale and JC Jane. Um, brilliant match, of course, with these four individuals. Uh, Stacks hits a nice-looking dive onto Chase and Hudson to take us to a break early on. When we come back, Stacks misses an elbow drop. That allows Chase to bring in Duke Hudson, one of the best hot tags in the business. Um, he gets a boss man slam for a near fall. Uh D'Angelo comes back in, takes over, nice spine buster to Andre Chase. Um, but a middle rope elbow into a German suplex. 
uh, gives Stacks a near fall, but chases them back up for the Chase U spelling stomps. They hit the Power and Glory superplex, or at least their version of it, do uh, do the family. And then... Oh, my God. Breaking up with a pinfall by having oh. Duke Hudson German suplex Tony D'Angelo onto the pile. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it when wrestlers throw other wrestlers oh. at other wrestlers. Because it's, it's just... I'm so stupid sometimes. I just love it. Did you have that thing where, like, it took you a second because you saw Tony D in a flash of colour and you're like, why are you breaking up? And then you fully put together what's just happened. Oh, Jesus Christ, give yeah. me a replay. And then they give you a replay. Yeah. So good. Um, so they set up for the bada bing, bada boom. That gets broken up. Chase uh, gets a sunset flip, gets a two. And I was like, okay, very nice. Let's take it home now. Give the t- family the titles. Uh, but JC Jane gets involved. She slides in a crowbar for Andre Chase. But in a... Oh, moment! Teachable moment! Her, he turns it down. She hops up onto the apron. Um... Tony gets sent into it, bumps her. She goes down. He gets distracted by her getting knocked off the apron. Andre Chase gets the roll-up. One, two, three. The family aren't tag champs anymore, but Chase, you are. And uh, Jane and Hale celebrate the Chase, you section of the audience. Huge pups. I was semi-devastated, obviously, for our good personal friend. But if it was going to be anyone, God damn, do I love me some Chase, you. I love this. This was so basic and yet so heated. And often there's this like real inauthenticity of this the sounding, not because they're piping it in, like I know they do a bit on Raw, but so they do a lot of it on NXT and I've gotten a, two egregious examples. But not even because of that, like just sometimes some of them fans, I don't buy that, you know, they're the worst for the this is awesome chant over nothing. This is awesome. Like, but people were just banging into this. Part yeah. of it is the Duke Hudson hot tag. Part of it is, I just think, like, to be fair, like, and I like the show for what it is as much as what it what it ain't. And these <laughs> what car- it ain't. What it ain't. These characters are so dumb that I love them. So I am actually engaged in them winning belts. It's like this tiny moment where the stupid fiction they're in feels real because, mm. oh, yeah, they're wrestlers. They're not just teacher students and mafiosos. They want to win titles. Mm-hmm. And it's this weird coming together that you don't expect. So I was fully, fully invested in this. I was rooting for the title change. Don't tell Stax if he is about. And uh, I loved that they went to the same finish when Chase got his original teachable moment. He doesn't really, considering that he teaches everybody about the hows, where's, and why's of pro wrestling, he's not really good at it. <laughs> and they kind of like lean in on that. He's not really got this like killer death blow finisher. He's just opportunistic and spots the opportunity. And I really love that as well for like for him winning for that group. JC Jane has won me all the way over. She has charmed me. Yeah. Like, so obviously she's. Like, still a badass. And, like, but, again, she's done nothing but good in Thea Hale's yeah. life. This continues, like, unabated. And the bit where they're celebrating, and she herself at this point is trying not to be anti-cryptid by uh, Chase U. She's like, mm, do whatever. And then she kind of sees him with a belt. like, all right, but I'm going to do it my way. But I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it. And, like, it's Thea Hale starting to, like, fall in love with Chase U again because she was just buzzing that they'd won the belts. It's, it's so great. You know how I've used a lofty comparison? Uh-oh. 2021 AEW. And I've got a little <laughs> bit of those vibes from this week's edition of NXT. Uh, this Chase U business reminds me of a, a, a limited series that aired on Showtime in 2017. It's called Twin Peaks The Return. <laughs> in Twin Peaks The Return. Right, Okay. There are two halves of one person, formally or presently, it's all very vague, called Dale Cooper. That entity was ripped in half through his uh, 
visit to the Black Lodge 25 years prior to the events of Twin Peaks The Return. Marauding around the world, the physical realm is his evil doppelganger doing untold evil. Then, through an electrical socket, that pure essence of a man formerly known as Dale Cooper, the very pure good of him is manifest as a character called Dougie Jones. Okay? Yeah. And he wanders through Las Vegas, Nevada, and he's just this pure force of good, and he positively affects everybody's life who he comes into contact with. Mild, minor spoilers for a uh, six-year-old <laughs> limited series follow. He meets a, uh, a homeless woman who's fallen on hard times in a casino. She wins it big at the jackpot. There are corrupt um, insurance salesmen who see the error of their ways and become good. Chase you is Dougie Jones. <laughs> People try and corrupt it from the inside. Heels have a nefarious plan to use it. For, I don't know why, <laughs> but they want to do this. Okay, they want to be. They want to corrupt Chase U, and yet it's such this pure force of good that they themselves become good. It's and true. They're, they're gonna just take over the world and be good. It's, it's lovely. This match, there was no selling in it, really. It was just all action. Some of the moves were really goddamn hot. Oh, my God. Like, no sophistication, no selling, just pretty action-packed. Get in, get out, do the finish, new champs. Uh, pretty unceremonious, really, but it was a lot of fun. This was the most fun version of a moves happening in front of me NXT match. You know, in 96, when WCW, and it kind of ruined it a little bit, but the whole point was, you stick an NWO shirt on someone, they're an overheel. So we'll do the recruitment drive. Is this like the babyface version of that? Are they one day going to get to the main roster? It's like, oh, their son's is really struggling. Stick them and chase you. Stick them and chase you. Have them want to infiltrate <laughs> Stick chase him you and fall in love with the institution. You. Give them that red t-shirt. Sorted. Problem solved. Tick, tick, tick. Brilliant. The digital win. Well, kind of rematch. Money rematch. Right there. Main event for me. Money. <laughs> Doing a lot of heavy lifting. Is money this, in the world now. I'll throw all my money at it. Is this a, is this a growth product? It's the growth product of professional wrestling. <laughs> uh, it was a bit of cheating, but it wasn't the worst cheating. It wasn't the crowbar. No. It's a bit like Andre Chase's ethics were tested, if not completely exposed. Mm. Yeah. He faced his shadow self. And he said, not today. And he said, you know, I'm not going to... Uh, he, with, he did not face his shadow self with imperfect courage. But did he give his shadow self technically a... That was an extended bit, and now it's real. <laughs> he, can you hear anything? Or No? Hmm? No, I can't hear anything. He normally rise around this time. Um, yeah. Well, let's move... Oh, sorry. I just got a message on here. It's very, I should really have my messages turned off. Yeah, That's turn them off. But, turn um, them off next week. But it is important... Because it is, you know, we're talking about the best show of the week. Yeah. We're talking about the biggest show of the month, next month. And that is, of course, the Dadly Boys live on tour. Tickets still available. Very, very, very few. Tickets still available uh, at whatculture.com forward slash tickets. Uh, it goes down on Tuesday, November 21st at the Mosaic Tap in Newcastle upon Tyne. Um, do join us for that one. And you can even get yourself a special limited edition T-shirt as part of that deal as well. Whatculture.com forward forward slash tickets. But as I mentioned that, I completely forgot. 
got a quick meeting I have to nip to to, to, to sort of uh, iron out some of the particulars with that. Ah, all right. So I'll tell yeah, you what, yeah. you uh, give us your final thoughts on the, the tag title change and, and then just carry on reviewing the show. And if I'm if I'm back in time, I'll try and get back for the main event. But yeah, um, your final thoughts on the tag title change. The main event, there's loads left before that. It gets weird about it, doesn't he? NXT, it's his show. What do you reckon, Sage? Like, we talked about Jace Jane, Andre Chase. Like, Thea Hale, does she see the light or is she the opposite to what you're saying? And she's actually the one that turns against all of this? Well, I don't know. I think ultimately, as an institution, Chase, she was a force of good. Maybe Thea Hale is, like, I don't know. Oh, oh nice. sucks. Oh, yes. We're all right, yeah. but more importantly, how are you? Not great, to be honest, guys. Not sure if you saw, but I'm not a goddamn tag champ no more. No. We were just talking, we about, just that, talking yeah. about that. We always just talk about that, it, and then it, you come it, in. It seems weird how you are. So Congratulations close. Congratulations to Chase. You hey, yeah. a bunch of guys. Very magnanimous of you. It's but, uh, I want a rematch. I believe we are owed and uh, who knows, maybe two times. Tag champs. Two who? Two time. Two time. Okay, sorry. Ah, uh, so of course. Say his goddamn name again. We didn't. We didn't. Okay. We didn't sleep with the goddamn fishes. Uh, Sid, what's the deal with elephants? Huh? Elephants? Yeah. I thought, well, I thought he did, you know, we had, uh, we did, uh, <laughs> Judgment Daisy. How's it going? Last week. And uh, I thought, I didn't want, I didn't want uh, Nelly to, to miss out, especially because they were talking in the, uh, the Vic Joseph, uh, uh, chat with Mel. I'm not sure if you, you heard, but he, uh, he mentioned the elephant in the room. So Nice to be getting shouted out on TV. Indeed. So Stax, you'd like to know the deal with elephants. What is the deal with that great thing over there, huh? Well, <laughs> the elephant over there, and indeed the elephant as a species, is the largest living land mammal. They are herbivores. They, um... You don't really get to do this, do you, Stax? It's time to play the game! Hey! Time to play, time to the, play the game! game. <laughs> 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 Did it? Did it? Did it? Did it? Did it? Name two extinct relatives of the elephant. Extinct animals. Uh, the dodo? Obviously not, Stacks. <laughs> the woolly mammoth? Hey! Got the brains of the operation over here. <laughs> and as is custom, you've used two of your three guesses, so you've got one shot to get it right. <sighs> I hope you don't, because I can take a catchphrase back on you. You know, the Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's good, but it's not <laughs> right. At the Mastodon. Oh. A wrestler? Vader. <laughs> No, they're the largest uh, living land animal, close um, extinct relatives of which are the mammoth and the mastodon. Uh, they are herbivores and they do something with water, hence why they live nearest, if they can, to bodies of water with the trunks. I don't know what it is. You remind, me, you remind me there of that friends bit we were really enjoying together the other week. What was it? And that would be our friend, like Monica's boring boyfriend. Yes, masquerading <laughs> as a nut. Yeah. Yes, so, and that's the deal with elephants. Uh, thanks for letting me go there, Sid. You know what? Uh, I got the memory of an elephant, you know. Yeah, I once saw an elephant. Uh, three jokes, three questions for you. Question number one, Sergi. What did the uh, elephant say to the naked man, huh? 
Usually, your goal's blue with the mm. third joke, so I'm really glad he's getting it out of the way. Yes, that's uh, Sorry, the punchline, the punchline. Uh, uh, sorry, the setup, the setup. Uh, what did the elephant say to the naked man? Like, don't think much of your trunk. Because he's looking at his gag. And, and he's got a massive trunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why's your trunk so low? It's gag. Why is your trunk so low? Oh, it's close. All right, though. Uh, what did the elephant say to the naked man? <laughs> How do you breathe through that tiny thing, huh? Of course, he wouldn't. It's about his cack. Yeah, yeah, about his cack. Yeah. Of course, he wouldn't say that to me. Uh, but uh, Hamlet, a big old cack. Uh, Hamlet, what do you do? Oh, oh, that's what you meant, Stack. Sorry. <laughs> Nuance. Uh, what do you do if an elephant comes in your window, huh? Um, you swim. <laughs> exactly. Wait a second. I believe you got a button for this one. Bingo! Swim for your goddamn life. That's right, CG. Because it's a big animal, there'll be lots of ejaculate. Is it coming? It mean, can mean two two different things in this situation. <laughs> oh, that's what you meant by nuance. Yeah. <laughs> Final question for you, uh, CG. <laughs> what do you get when you cross elephant DNA with human DNA? Huh? Pretty ugly fucking baby. <laughs> Good. Isn't that right? Though, what do you get when you cross elephant DNA with human DNA? A lifetime ban from the. F- so, <laughs> goddamn telling. See, see you later, guys. No, dear, that's wrong. So, up and running. Bye, sucks. Sorry about that, guys. What, what, uh, what I missed? Well, the Stacks doesn't normally use the buttons. <laughs> we need some. Uh, we need to. We need some WD forty because that door yeah. is making some weird noises. Oh, hang on. I just I, I, one of the guys who's just been in the meeting. Can you just shut that door for us? Thanks. It sounded a bit different, but yeah. I still think we need some WD forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, that, it sounds like you needed WD forty to begin with because it's a very squeaky <laughs> door. <laughs> you only just picking that up now. We're not yeah. off DIY. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Stack told some uh, really uh, pretty gross jokes today. Yeah. Oh, cool. Who about? Or what about? Elephant, uh, elephant, elephant sex oh, stuff. Oh, would have liked that. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like the noise of the gold finger. Yeah. What talent on Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> Nelly can cue. <laughs> and she is the talent. Can feel that Stacks. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> This is worse than when he was sucking off the udders. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I'm glad we didn't have the cameras back then, eh? Yeah. Uh, right, it's time for some hard-hitting home truths. Don't forget what you've seen, though. <laughs> it's hard-hitting home truths <laughs> with one uh, Nathan Fraser. When I'm cleaning windows. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really put it all together. Eh? No, you people know I'm fast. <laughs> <laughs> but I also tell the truth. I've got 20 f***ing gimmicks. <laughs> yeah, I've got okay. one f***ing one of them's over. <laughs> I was more over when they called me f***ing Ben. <laughs> yeah, uh, he brought back Hard Hitting Home Truths for one week to announce uh, he's fighting for the North American title next week. Uh, and he's had a bad night last year, but he's uh, going to be better this year and faster. What did he do last year again? Uh, wait, wow. phew, hang on. Oh, God. It's time to play the game! What did Knife and Fraser do this time last year at Halloween Havoc? Uh, Stack's gonna let you in. 
God, I f***ing hope not. <laughs> Either match of the night or funny costume, but I couldn't tell you which. Uh, probably match of the night. Yeah. <laughs> Against it. Uh, maybe you had, maybe lost to Axiom. Hell of a run. Hang on, let's see. You lost to Axiom. Uh, no, Axiom was busy facing uh, Javier Barnal in a uh, miss, dark I match. I big body, Javier. Yeah. Did he do out with scripts? Uh, I don't no. think so. It was a ladder match for the vacant NXT what? North American Championship. Shawn Michaels booked that. <laughs> One by. One by. Wesley. Yes, also featuring Nathan Fraser. Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller. Uh, no, Grayson Waller was uh, in an, in another match. Actually, that I might need to see if I can find an oh, really old. I know who that was against. Now I know what you're looking for. I think he was probably fighting Apollo Greasage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what that means? Oh, uh, Do you know what that on means? YouTube? So Nathan Fraser, yeah. mm-hmm. Axiom. Uh, no. no, Axiom oh, was working. Okay. But no, but not remember ten uh, seconds ago. Yeah, yeah. So uh, who else was kicking around the North American scene back then? Ilya? Three more to get. Ilya was in the main event. Three, where was it? With JD, McDonough, and Bran Breaker. Bailed. <sighs> Thanks for taking those bumps, guys. <laughs> yeah, no. It's been a year. Mellow. Right, yeah. Mellow. Checks out. Oro Mensa. Bloody hell. And. Von Wagner. Ah! <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Apollo Crews had a spin the wheel, make the deal match. Uh, pick a number between 1 and 19. Four. With the casket match with Grayson Waller. Sage, pick a number. Pick a number. Hang on, Sage. Sorry, one second. Pick a number, mate. 1 to 19. <laughs> oh, hang on, I've got an advert. I've got to wait till this Fart World app uh, adverts goes off. You got a Halloween one? No, they haven't, got a, they haven't got a themed one, unless I've just not updated it. Okay. What happens if I press more farts? Oh, God, I have to pay £4.99 a month. This is really not worth it for that. <sighs> 14. Thanks, <laughs> guys. Do you want to explain the Apollo thing, or are we just leaving it at night without, without ex- uh, He had pink eye, didn't he? He had pink eye because... Somebody farted on his pillow. <laughs> That's how that happened. <laughs> uh, Roxanne Perez versus Corey. I hate that word so much. Pillow. <laughs> uh, I know the camera's pointing at us, but you don't have to put on a red light. Shut up. <laughs> Roxanne Perez. Tosser. Roxanne Perez. Versus We're such a class team, aren't we? Come to the live show. You get more of this in person. Uh, Roxanne Perez versus Corey Jade in a weapons wild match. Uh, Julius Creed versus Damon Kemp in an ambulance match. I think that kicked ass, that. if yeah, I remember. Mm, and if, not. <laughs> if Julius had lost, then Brutus Creed would have had to leave NXT. Yeah. Mandy Rose versus Alba Fire for the NXT Women's Championship. And then, yeah, Bron defeated Ilya and JD McDonough. So, yeah, best luck to... Uh, night. Night. Fraser. When I'm playing in Windows. Dominic kicks his quick ass. Yep. <laughs> Uh, there was a video package with a load of Irish fans basically giving their thoughts on the, the main event. And then Baron Corbin was backstage with uh, Mackenzie, who uh, gets asked about his loss last week. He says, I hate triple threats. I did everything I could to win that match. Uh, but Mello took the credit after or I did all the work. I did everything in my power to win. And Mackenzie's like, does that mean you took out Trick Williams? He's like, ah, 
I didn't like Trick, but oh, if I was going to take him out, I'd do it to his face. Maybe it was Dijak. Maybe it was that quitter Wesley. Maybe it was his best friend Mello. All I'm concerned about is Ilya Dragunov. Ilya better have his head on a swivel. Well, if it is Wesley, Baron Corbin gets to say that he was right and more people should listen to him, which I suppose will help. I'm not terribly interested in Corbin on NXT. I like him, but not here. It was a very, very wacky week, and there was no place for him. Lights out next. Blair Davenport versus Gigi Dolene. Uh, early, early days, Dolene sends uh, Blair outside. It's a dive off the apron, but gets hit with a knee as she goes back inside. Uh, Davenport takes it out back out to the floor and uh, sends her into the steps. Uh, but Dolene fights back and sends her into a chair to take us to a break. When we come back, the crowd are chanting for tables, and Davenport tees setting one up, but then denied the fans. There's more weapons. Dolene whips her with a belt. Uh, uh, Davenport fights back, sets up a table at ringside, um, but uh, Dolene has recovered enough to nail her with a trash can in the face. Uh, there's some running drop kicks. Davenport's in a bit of trouble. Uh, but she sends Dolene into the steps, and they get on the announcer's table. A falcon arrow sends Dolene through the, the other table that's been set up. They go back inside after a bit of selling, um, and Davenport knees her in the face to get the one, two, three. It's fitting that this is Halloween Havoc, because in my opinion, the spookiest button we have needs air in here. Ooh. Because Gigi Dolene was the first wrestler in a while to get down with the Sidgwick. Oh! Uh, if we've got that. <laughs> It's the knocking for me. Gigi Dolan went through that table. Oh my god, it was so funny. Swiveling like that three stooges guy. It was What are you doing? What are you freaking doing? It was so funny and it exposed that bump so much. I've often said I'd quite like to go through a table. Yeah. Like, I don't know why it's so over. I do. What a pleasing crunch. Yes. Mm-hmm. What a lovely visual. The shape, the noise, the... Yeah, it, it works. Like, that was like gangbusters. That's why they do it every single week. That's why the chant, we want tables. It just looks like it's like a quite fun, cool thing to do. Yeah. It's like, it's chair to the face, which I'm obviously not going to want to happen to me. And then she just bumped, and it was like, it was fine. And she went, push. Trolling through time. She looked like bloody... Eric, have you put him on his back? <laughs> that not been funny. She just flailed. And at that exact moment, you got the artificial rush of crowd noise through the speakers. Yeah. This is the most fake shit I've seen in ages. I get why this had to be, in inverted commas, serious. They've had, this is the end of a feud sort of thing. This match was poor. Charmless plunder, like, that sat in stark contrast to quite a fun opener. This did less than nothing for me. Yeah. Because the one thing it did do for me was kind of make me laugh at it with the table bump. So they would have really hurt each other at points, but so a little bit landed as a viewer. And no one went through a slide in this one. No. Slides are good. We uh, decided this yesterday. We yeah. did, we did, yeah. we did. Uh, Ilya Dragunov's got Mario 64 is my favourite game of all time because you get to go on two slides. <laughs> no, you get to go on three slides, actually. Three when, slides. Yeah, this is to come for you very, very soon. You know, soft players. Oh, favourite slide at the yes. soft. Favourite slide at the soft player. The mystery tube slide or the big ass. Big like, ass. Blue slide like the... Big ass blue. You go for the big ass one. Because it's like... It's a mystery with a tube on it. With a tube on, it's Where's like, it? I'm too big. Yeah. I'm too big. And big. what if... A little ankle biters hasn't moved in time. <laughs> and I, honestly, I was thinking, well, I, I was like, Charlotte's always like, well, I want to go on, I want to go on with you, with you. I might kick some kid's head off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Got like a clear trajectory down. Yeah. When you were little, though, 
when you actually go into soft play as a kid, or whatever the version of when we were, because they weren't around, we're so old, the ones into the ball pits. Oh, so oh my God. Oh my god! But, uh, you'll get them with Eric, but like they're kind of once your kids are like four or five, pretty much they're too big from let alone you. You want the full <laughs> length of the slide? Still trying. I'm in the ball pit. I was at the top. Oh, to the ball pit. <laughs> you can still try them. Big ones that are so big that like they have a like slightly dodgy fares where there's absolutely no insurance. They have to get in like a burlap sack. I like them ones. Ooh. Wilborn. I don't know how I came across this. Right. I think there's some kind of thing called Slide World in Chesterfield. What? No, I've seen the advert for this. It's, a, it's the American Chesterfield because I saw the exact oh! same thing. It's been listened to our conversations. Yeah, because I was like, how do I not know about this already? But it's like uh, Alabama's Chesterfield. Oh, for God's sake. It looks awesome. Yeah. Should we do a live show there? I'm going to look the it slide up. Slide World Alabama. I'll look it up. But there's a, there's a ball pit bar in Newcastle, isn't there? Well, Louise has been there. Just have a set of kids. Stop making kids things for adults. Adults have got to eat them. You watch NXT? You don't. <laughs> You don't make pubs for kids. You know, yeah. don't make ball pits for adults. You eat cereal, you have crisp sandwiches, you watch NXT, you love the Fed. Yeah. I'm kind of banged to rights here. Yeah. All right, I just don't like wacky adult excursion <laughs> like that. It's like it's a poor excuse for uh, team building. It gives like office managers that are not very it's good giving at the job an easy out. Yeah. It's giving office. It's giving office. It's serving. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much swearing on this podcast. Sorry, Wilbur. It's all right. Uh, Ilya Dragunov. As a sit down, I'm trying to find this slide. On a slide. <laughs> but um, I'm not allowed. Whoa, to. that looked like Sitch. Nearly dragging off on a slide. <laughs> Very quick. <laughs> Imagine him with like Crash Holly's hardcore title trying to escape. Just go to a soft play. Like he keeps getting hit with those like big soft things. I love it. <laughs> not hard enough. It's too soft. He needs to go to a hard play. hard play. Soft play, but it's just all bricks. <laughs> he needs to go to hard play. That's gone green. That the one, camera. Aye. Is that good? That one. What's that doing? That, that one, the giant. That's the big slide place, isn't it? There she is. Yeah, Chesterfield. Stephanie Rothman's there for Fox 2 St. Louis. It's not, it's not the one we were hoping for. But hey, hey, who knows? Dadly Boys World Tour. Yep. Slide World. <laughs> we're going to Alabama. That'd be so great, wouldn't it? Imagine that. Huge audience in Alabama. Yeah. Next live show, Newcastle, Alabama. <laughs> but if you do want to get to our live show, <laughs> the one that's happening for now is available on culture.com forward slash tickets. Uh, Ilya Dragunov talks about uh, how everything's just basically been worth it now. His son's held his NXT title, special moments. Um, as for Carmelo Hayes, uh, obviously now the dynamics change. He's the champion. Melo's the challenger. Um, but uh, he's not got a chance, basically, says Ilya. Um, this is this uh, title now represents 30 years of sacrifice. I'm on Bazique Bar. Sort of he thing. did legitimately mention that he liked pain in this promo. I'm yeah, not yes. making no, it up. He did. He did. It's going to be a very different Halloween Havoc next week because it's going to be very serious. A show headlined by this. Can it have a devil's playground? Well, no, the they've got the spooky house. You reckon? They've got the spooky house yeah, for the Heritage yeah, Cup. Yeah. yeah. All right. Light well, and shade. Then. That's the beauty of this show. Good luck trying to make this feel serious and big time after that then. <laughs> I'm sure you'll try. You think that's going on afterwards? Spooky Smashing his own face in. Do you will. He'll be dragging for that hard play. Hard play. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Mello's watching backstage when the twins from The Shining show up and say, basically, you're the one who attacked Trick. And he's like, no, I didn't. Piss off. Go and bother someone else. It's good. As you, as you mentioned, everything looks... Who, who played them? Uh, Shotzi and uh, Scotland. Yeah. Just yeah. in, in case the listeners... Oh, yeah, viewers. sorry. I did just say the twins and that could possibly be a new tag team. That's yeah. a very good point. All the actual 
Shoot Children from The Shining, yeah. grown up. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you should have made yourself clear. They were effective hosts, I thought. Mm. Yeah. I did, I did quite a lot to it. Speaking of twins, Tiffany Stratton is... Oh, my God. It's backstage. Uh, where everyone's in nice fancy dress. There's, like, characters from The Nightmare Before Christmas and things like that in the background. Did you see the Roman Reigns? Yeah, I think I saw, briefly saw someone walking. Sat there, like, two belts on. Sniff. Brilliant. Um, and Sarah Shrive is interviewing Tiffany, which Tiff really likes. She prefers this. She likes her already. And she says, To be hate, I don't really care who is this tournament. The only match I care about is Becky versus Lyra. And the reason she says it like that is because Tiffany Stratton walks in. I mean Fallon Henley, but they're doing the doink thing. Yeah, they sure are. Fallon Henley walks in and says, in this preposterous voice, because whoever was the main event, after that, it's Tiffy time for everybody. That Tiffy time, Tiffy titles coming back to Tiffy me. And Tiffy says, ah, very funny. <laughs> if I were you, I'd want to be me too. But really, what are you done? And uh, Tiff, Tiff says, Sarah, I deserve everything. Do you know why? Because I'm the center of the universe. That's the universe. That's me at the center. The Tiffy center. <laughs> and she goes, God. Why am I so rich? <laughs> Did you know that? And Tiff says, okay, please stop. Uh, and they do the, the double doink spot with like. Yeah. And then <laughs> Fallon Henley, Tiffany, says, you can go now, toodles. And Tiffany goes to leave and then jumps her and they get into a big pull apart brawl. Great. Uh, the recording of this podcast was delayed 20 minutes so you could transcribe that. <laughs> And it was worth it. Yeah, this it was. was brilliant. This was so great. NXT should do this when it, not, like, not even when it's Halloween, just all year round. These characters are designed to be cosplayed <laughs> as, to be taken the piss out of, to have the odd impersonation, which we do sometimes on this podcast. That's what these characters exist for. I love this. Yeah. It's for like a mini TV thing, like Tiffany Stratton and Fallon Henley are just having like a little TV program. But Fallon Henley, and they're, NXT, they're paying them compliments, really, aren't they? By uh, Im imitating them. Yeah, yeah. NXT is weird like this. Fallon Henley showed just as much personality playing somebody else's gimmick as her own. Like, and that's not a problem, but it's just, I think that shows a bit of range, and I thought this was super effective. Like, what a really fun thing to do with Halloween. Dressing up as, it makes your wrestlers feel bigger. Like, dressing up as a film star or a character is one thing, because everybody knows that. The implication here is that everybody knows Tiffany Stratton to get the reference, mm -hmm. so it makes your stars feel bigger too. What a nice quasi-canon way of just building up a daft little throwaway match. Mm. One thing that would have, one thing that was missing here was uh, Brooks Jensen coming in and not realizing that Fallon Henley was Tiffany Stratton. I hope she keeps the outfit until next week and they do that exact thing. Still Halloween, and, and how would his tag partner react if he? No, was for fucking sake! Two of them, <laughs> two of them, man. What direction your dick's gonna go in? Say one from me. <laughs> uh, the other side. Dog with two dicks, your dog with four dicks, now. <laughs> I'm seeing double four dick. <laughs> uh, the other breakout tournament semi-final was Lola Vice versus Carmen Petrovic. Uh, a briefer match. This Petrovic got sent to the apron and kicked out to the floor. Uh, Vice grabbed a, an abdominal stretch. Petrovic kicked her in the head. She got knocked to the floor uh, with a nice dive in there from Petrovic. But uh, when they get back in, Vice hits that nice spinning uh, head kick. Takes her head off, basically. Gets the win. And then there's a stare down between her, between her and Kalan and Jordan. The final's next week. Nice and snug. Like Lola Vice continues to charm me. I will say Petrovic doing a uh, 
discus clothesline with the wrong arm. Maybe not the best idea because it, it's one of those where, you know, like certain counters are like, oh, I get why you did that because it's going to get a pop. But really what you're doing is just exposing the move that you do is stupid yeah. if someone can just, all right, let's kick you in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, doing, it's like wrestling is premised on this like ridiculous logic that you just have to just go along with. Yeah. If you are prepared to do so and want to suspend your disbelief, right? Like we keep saying about even our loved ones laugh at selling. Yes. And, uh, like there's something in wrestling that go, this is the dumbest shit in the world. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, is it? Oh God, what's my life been for? Yes. Yeah. So for someone who's in tune with this weird, like, just strange wavelength to go, oh, that's stupid. The idea is like the discus elbow. It's like you're powering up your elbow. It's so dumb. And then you're not even using the powered up one to hit it. It's just absolutely <laughs> stupid. Boss, oh, thanks for just ruining the discus elbow for me. Thanks. We, me and Sidgwick were cooing over a lull of ice selling a dive like Kenny Omega. Snap, flat, back. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like... And your bugbear about people not even catching. This wasn't just a catch. This was a catch in a cell. Hater-esque as well. Hater's yes. really good at that. Mm. Miss Jamie Hater, man. Oh, yeah. Was it Jamie Hater? Who was it? She Like, they would go to the Rio. spot. Rehab. Oh, yeah. they did the spot like three times. It was like, well, that's good. We have to do this spot now. Yeah. Uh, Chase, you're in the back celebrating. Uh, Duke Hudson's not best pleased about the new carry-on weight. Uh, carry-on weight that's been added to his bags, basically. Uh, but Thea congratulates Duke. And Jason says, ah, you finally know what it feels like to be a winner, eh? Um, Again, like, I know how it was delivered. It's true. She continues to help. Yeah. Anna, well done. You're a winner. Thanks. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks very much. You really turned it around for us. Uh, and they bump into, whilst I think there was Dante Chen and Boa in the background teasing something, but they bump into the uh, tag team champions, Chelsea Green and Piper Niven, dressed as Red Riding Hood and the Wolf on a yep. chain, I believe. Um, and... Back and forth between them, uh, which sets up a tag title shot for next week. Strap them up. Strap them up for me. Oh, aye, aye. JSU, all about. Let's go. Yeah. Well, if if they lose, this will be the first setback in Thea Hill's life since JCJ and Meta. <laughs> <laughs> to be, like, incredibly boringly pragmatic about this, which doesn't warrant actual earnest analysis, look at the amount of women's matches on this show. Look at the amount of women's talent on this show in general brackets. This should have the tag titles here. Yeah. Yeah. It's put it's put in everything else in North America a shame, isn't it? Oh why I yeah. Um this is when the metaphor found out or realized that Akira Tazar had stolen the Heritage Cup and they've got to go to a spooky house. Terrific. Uh and the last sort of final nail in the coffin for this night for, for Mello, Bron Breaker comes up to see him. And uh, Bron's like, ha, you're the man with the trick up his sleeve. Because his friend was called Trick. Um, uh. Says, everyone's trying to take my make jokes and take my focus off the match next week. Uh, and Bron's like, hey, remember a few weeks back, you know, you and I were the talk of NXT. Um, I've proven I'll do anything to stay at the top. Uh, and you did so as well by taking out your best friend. He says, I didn't do it. And Bron's like, hey, whatever. <laughs> Bring that same energy next week. <laughs> you'll... you'll uh, You'll you'll get your title back and we can go back to, to me and you being on top. I thought this was superb, but I'm just watching Cedric have an existential crisis over there. It's pretty because it was good. It's great. It's pretty deft. <laughs> it's deft. <laughs> you like the third critic on The Simpsons? It stinks. Yes, <laughs> it's Cedric. Everything's deft. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, though. 
<laughs> what the hell happened? What the hell happened to wrestling? I want to see what the hell happened. It's great. Uh, Tony Khan used to build shit. <laughs> Those men they do used to have trade. <laughs> you know. Uh, just just before we get to the main event, there's the arrival of someone else. I'm talking about Jade Cargill, Michael Hamlet. Was our producer trying to talk to us? Oh. oh my god. Oh my god. What a presentation of Jade Cargill as well. Security guards a second throne for the night. Oh my god. Like you'd have to take off her own coat. Just uh, like the thing is like and this is how it should go. This is um this is absolutely not a dig uh AW or when it happens the other way with WWE. Like if you when characters jump, you do have the permission to be given the keys with that character. It was Vince McMahon that believed well that didn't work because I didn't like it or I didn't invent it, so we're gonna do something else. This is what's great about a jump. AW have handed this character virtually fully formed, and for anybody that doesn't know, now they know because they've mm. just seen it. It's I love this part. I still hope she doesn't live in NXT. Yeah, but I just love getting these little teasers of what she is and the threat. I hope it's a means to an end to have a yeah. face Becky Lynch rather than the NXT. Yeah, champion. I think this is just genuinely. I mean, I've got no idea about the actual full-on creative plans, but I thought this was just pretty inspired to telegraph something that they didn't actually end up going with. Mm-hmm. Like the big stare down between Becky champion retaining and Jade Cargill. Mm. Yeah. Nope. The match is there, but it's no longer for the bail. Yeah. For, yeah. So it was Becky Lynch versus uh, Lyra Valkyria for the NXT Women's Championship. They go 50-50, sort of establishing Lyra as a credible challenger. Um, they, they're very sort of mirroring each other early on. Um, double cross bodies for a double down. Um, Becky blocks a Northern Lights suplex attempt, uh, but Lyra keeps fighting for it and gets one. Uh, but Becky comes back with a Bexploder, teases that leg slice off the ropes, but Lyra uh, avoids it, avoids a baseball slide, and hits a drop kick through the ropes to the apron with Lynch on the floor. Um, and Lyra hits the uh, the leg slice that uh, Becky's teased earlier and gets out of the manhandle slam, missile drop kick, another near fall. Um, she gets out of the disarmor, does Lyra Valkyria. Becky uses slice bread out of the corner for a near fall of her own. Again, she avoids the manhandle. They trade cradles. Becky gets with an armbar, but Lyra escapes and stacks her up for a two count. Fisherman suplex from uh, Lyra Valkyria gets a two. She goes up top but misses the splash. Becky locks in the disarm her, but uh, Lyra reaches the ropes to force a break. A set-out powerbomb out of the corner. Gets a near four for Lyra. She goes back to the top rope. Becky cuts her off. Superplex into a DDT for another two count. Lyra fights out of her powerbomb in the corner. Hits her spinning high kick and cannot believe it doesn't get the three. Becky blocks another kick. Manhandle slam. It's over. But no, Lyra Valkyria kicks out at two. Becky can't believe it even more. She sets up for another manhandle slam, but Lyra escapes, counters, Gets Becky Lynch down to the mat, pins down her shoulders. One, two, three. Lyra Valkyria shocks the world. She pins Becky Lynch. She is your new NXT Women's Champion. Um, Post match, there's Jay Cargill watching from that balcony as Lynch hands the title to Valkyria and raises her hand to signify she is the new champ. Never quite great. Never quite on the level of Becky Lynch and Tiffany Stratton, which I thought was really great in places, but really, really good and really smartly worked in that way that I'm just kind of like falling in love with Becky Lynch's work. Like her matches, even when they don't, like, re- like have me on the edge of my seat. I'm just like finding myself really impressed with them. Um, this whole match, because it's teacher versus student or inspirational figure, 
almost everything Lara Valkyria did was as a counter. So that is, I have studied you and studied you and studied you because I love you, but now I'm going to use that against you yeah. and try and beat you. So all of her offensive moves were basically starting from a defensive position. And you have to think that's a lot down to Becky Lynch's experience and whoever is sat an agent that is like, how would this make the most sense that it can scan as an upset, but a logical one? And I loved that. They didn't just say, well, like, what's Bird Person's four best moves? do them. It was like everything came from a counter and then you build up to the fact that she counters her finish and like she didn't steal one but she studied that manhandle slam a hundred million times because mm -hmm. she loves Becky Lynch. So it just, this wasn't like some sort of fan wanky thing like that promo was the other week where it was just like, oh, I love you. It was like, I respect you enough to know you inside and out but you realise that can work against you yeah. and we witnessed it play out. I, I'm not sure yet if Lyra Valkyria is quite where NXT would like it to be and they've strapped her up, so they obviously want her to be this like top women's champion, as Stratton was when Stratton won it. You're like, now feels right. But this is a very earnest attempt to see what she's yeah. got on her own now. This was like really, really good. I can't pretend that I was like doing backflips for it, but I really enjoyed watching it. This the finish was so good, and the finishing sequence was so good that what is usual just like I cannot I'm doing the thing again. I couldn't hate it more. I, well, I probably could have a try. <laughs> I really dislike, actually, intensely, actually, the uh, the shock kick out face. Yes. I, I mean, come on. I, I feel like I'm doing a podcast from five years ago. <laughs> That's how freezing cold that take is. But they did from the manhandle, which, by the way, jammed right down on her neck. Like, not dangerous, but just like a different bit of a mm. different bit of an incline. So it just felt a bit more dangerous. That bit more of a match ender. So to get the two count. It's like, no one, you can't justify anyone reacting like that to anything, even if you found alien life. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but if there's ever a move in the execution of a move that was going to make you think, how'd you kick out of that, goddammit? It was that. Mm. It was really well done. And I kind of excused it because I thought they'd built the drama so well. And <sighs> crowd noise. Like the you can see them actually reacting. So why <laughs> type yeah. it in? Yeah. It was so, it's like, it is the hairdryer. Mm. It just sounds. It loops, doesn't it? Yeah. Why am I ex? Why do they expect me to think that is a real noise? I find it so insulting. Like, why do you think I'm going to buy that? Do you think I'm stupid? <laughs> like, I really, I cannot, I can't. It's not just the noise; it's the implication of the noise. Of you are stupid, idiot, asshole. You will listen to this and think it real. That's how I don't. <laughs> and yet. I got right back up for that stunning reversal from the second manhandle and just got that rage, got that rage out of my head. Uh, I Becky Lynch is really good at what she does. Brilliant finish, and that's only night one. Next week, we've got night two of Halloween. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts on this week's uh, in the comment section or on it. At what culture WWE watch that you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow our brilliant producer at It's Adam Nicholas. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. We will be back later on today to preview AEW Dynamite. And there's still just time to get your tickets to our live show, whatculture.com forward slash tickets but for now this has been the uh, NXT Halloween <laughs> night one review <laughs> we've been the Dadly Boys he's been Adam Nicholas thank you to our producer as always thank you for joining us and we will see you soon 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.